Hello everyone, my name is Jamie from Fitness Business Growth. As always, I'm here with Mitch. Today's episode 12 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. Today we're talking about a very, very important topic, lead nurture. Cue the intro and we'll see you guys in a minute. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. Hello, mate. How are you? Just popping along to the intro. Yeah, I know. Mate, pretty exciting. Some big news over the weekend. I got engaged. Yeah, mate. I was there. It was a uh, great, great night. I found out a few, a month or two ago, but yeah, hell of a night. Partner Ellen had no idea it was coming. It all went off splendidly. Seven years in the making. And today we're going to talk about lead nurture, but I was nurturing that proposal for seven years and it all led up to the big moment. And I was a lot more nervous than I thought I was going to be. I was trying to be cool, calm and collected and play it off like I don't care, but I was very, 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 very nervous. Yeah. The, uh, the 10 Smirnoff double blacks you had before might have helped a little bit. How good is beer pong, by the way? Like literally like, it's, what's that saying? Like the best games uh, are the most simple games. They're the ones that are easy to play but are hard to master. And everyone thinks they're good at beer pong until they play someone who's actually good. And I'm in the category of I think I'm good but I'm terrible. Yeah, you didn't. I remember there was a few games in a row where you didn't get one in at all. Not very, very good at all, mate. Okay, I'm mate, so last week, last week we picked up a few ad accounts. One was an orange, a couple of Orange Theory gyms, which I'm super, super excited about. But the ad account I want to discuss today in this group is we, we brought in the gym in Sydney. They're in Campsy. We generated them 34 leads, which I'm really proud of, at $10 a lead. They were previously getting leads for $110. However, when you generate 34 leads, your problem is no longer I can't generate leads. The problem becomes lead nurture. And today that's what we're going to cover. Yeah, we. Uh, it's one thing to get leads and it's one thing to know what to do with those leads. And a lot of people seem to think they've got a lead problem when I believe that to be true. But then quite often when they start getting those leads, they start having a problem around nurturing and managing and working those leads. So that's what we want to discuss and put our opinions forth on on the best ways to, to do that and, and really just explain the importance of it. Yeah, and I guess where we're different from other agencies and other fitness business coaches is like, don't get me wrong, we love generating leads, but gym owners don't want leads. They want paid trials and paid members. And that nurture sequence can be the difference of having a, running a successful, I guess, marketing program with a gym and an unsuccessful one because I can generate the leads, but at the end of the day, I'm somewhat at the mercy of the gym's ability to convert those leads into paid members. And it all starts with lead nurture. So maybe I've got a list here of five things that we want to discuss and go through them one by one by one and as always mate top of the list we believe is the most important aspect of lead nurture which is number one you convert 80 percent more of your leads if you touch base within the first five minutes of getting their details that was a massive study done around the world 80 percent higher conversion that is just amazing to think about that can be the difference between a successful gym and unsuccessful gym 
Yeah, speed speed kills. And I think uh, especially when it relates to fitness businesses and gyms and people who are wanting to obviously get in shape, lose weight, you know, feel better, look better, it can sometimes be a bit of a fleeting thought and a fleeting moment of motivation. And it's really important that, you know, whenever they are sending off that message or, you know, making that inquiry, two o'clock in the afternoon, seven o'clock in the evening, eight o'clock in the morning, that they are getting responded to quickly because who knows how long that that motivation and, and that will to want to make a change will last. So that's where speed is really important and found something that's really helped us having a system in place that's allowed us to get back to leads very quickly. I like to make analogies kind of like, I guess, outside of our industry. If you could improve any aspect of your life by 80%, would you do it? Hmm. If you were to get 80% stronger, 80% leaner, 80% richer, that'd be nice. 80% better cook, 80% better partner. Like It is a massive, massive, massive difference. And it is just, as you said, make or break. Because if they click learn more on our gym in Newcastle, do you know what Facebook's going to do? That person's interested in fitness. They're going to start seeing every other person's ad in the area over the next 24 hours. And when they opt into your ad, chances are they're probably opting in to several ads. And sometimes it can be the difference of like who gets back to them faster. I actually um, had some trees cut down in my yard about a month ago. I inquired on five companies and I literally went with the first one that got back to me. Yeah. And, and, we, I, didn't, and I didn't compare quotes. I just wanted it done. We've had a lot of times in the past where we've had people who've ended up starting with us and they've said that, you know, they contacted some other places and they didn't even get back to them. So that, that, that's a bit of a bit of yeah. a different dynamic altogether. But obviously, providing that people get back uh, are getting you know back to to the clients or the customers, we just feel as though look, starting that conversation and, and if they inquire, like I was mentioned, two o'clock in the afternoon, having a system in place where they they can be followed up quickly. Then you know whether it is a conversation gets started whether it is sending them a call link to to book a phone call to to organize to speak with someone but it's really important that get done very quick that that gets done really quickly yeah absolutely and if you do everything else that we're going to mention but don't contact them in the first 5 minutes the chances are that you don't win that lead yeah cool so mate as i mentioned Jim in Sydney last week we generated 34 leads for $10 a lead the average touch point to convert a lead is typically seven to 10 contacts, which means that if we generate them 34 leads, ideally they are making 10 contacts per lead via email, text, phone call, which means they need to make 340 contacts. And you think about, you go from a problem of not having leads to a problem of like, I cannot handle this many leads. And that's where having those 10 contacts is crucial, but having a system in place where you can make those 10 contacts. That, that's what we mentioned at the start where, you know, people, they may have a lead problem to begin and they're getting, you know, one or two leads a week and, and they can sit down and they can communicate back and forth with those one or two leads a week quite easily. They, they can, you know, inbox them or, or message them or, you know, you call phone calls and it might take them half an hour, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever. And that's just part of being a you know business owner and following up your leads. But when, when that number goes from one to two to 34, like in the instance that you're explaining there, yeah. that, that's, that's at least 17 times more, more time and, and, and effort and commitment you need to, to those leads. So that 30 minutes 
doing some quick maths, times that by 17 becomes eight and a half hours that you're working working those leads. So that's when it can become really overwhelming for, for fitness business owners or trainers when they go from getting fuck all leads to getting, you know, whether it is 20, 30, 40, you know, in a week, and they just find they don't have the capacity or the systems in place to be able to handle those leads. And you know what happens then, they don't end up converting as many as they should and then it comes full circle and then they say, oh, you know, this marketing doesn't work or these Facebook ads don't work because I haven't been able to convert any of them. When in reality, if you come back to that lead nurture sequence and if they had have had a better process around that, then they would have they would have been converting more at a higher clip. Yeah, or the leadership. <laughs> like, yeah. And well, then, then you can say a leadership because, you know, they, they inquire at 2 o'clock and you get back to them at 2 o'clock the next day and then they don't reply. It's like, oh, well, the leadership. But if you had have had a system to reply within the first 15 minutes, they, might, they would have been more likely to continue that conversation for the next few hours and maybe you've booked a consultation from there and then all of a sudden that shit leads become a good one that's, booked in for a phone call or a consultation? I think our record, mate, it was a Adamstown member. I, always, I, I say people's full names on these podcasts. I've got to stop doing that. It was Rebecca. She opted in and she signed up for a 28-day paid trial at 299 within like 34 minutes. That's our current record from someone clicking learn more to them opting in and paying 299 over the phone. So I challenge anyone to beat that 34-minute record. Trust me when I say we're still trying to beat that today. Yeah. Yeah, records are Yeah, And one thing about like nurturing leads and doing it quickly, like just imagine that where you're spending, for example, say you're spending 50 bucks a day on Facebook ads, can be a little bit scary. You generate five leads or $10, you, you nurture those leads quickly and consistently. Two of those leads sign up in, the, in, the, in that first 24 hour period and pay 199. So you spent 50 on Facebook for the first day, two leads have paid you 199 you've made $300 and acquired customers. And the difference of doing that or saying those leads are shit and contact him in the first five minutes and then contacting them consistently after. I remember made a, when we opened up one of our locations, pre-systems, pre-software, pre-automations, we had like 53 leads in like two or three days. And I, I knew all these things about contacting them fast and consistently. And I built myself a little online prison where like it does become overwhelming because I was going through my phone every four hours sending out 53 messages, like manually, like my fingers were going to fall off. Yeah, and, and that's where the same example we've brought up a few times here, when, when you're just not system, you don't have the system in, in place to be able to handle that sort of volume. I mean, I, I don't think everyone should just be jumping into getting as many leads as, as, you know, as they can. But obviously there is a point where like if you can't handle 5, 10, 15 leads in a week and give them your complete nurturing process around that, then, then that's a problem because, mm. because that's, that's effectively meaning that you can't onboard, you know, let's just say out of those leads, a quarter of them book a, a consultation and, and half of them join. You're still not looking at huge numbers. But they're, they're enough, it's enough to derail some people and that's where just having some really sound systems in place around it's so important because it really does it does make the business grow like when you're able to handle more inquiries and they're able to get a good a good service between that inquiry process and whenever they organize a consultation and done done in a very timely manner as we've mentioned a few times it's just really yeah, a, typical, yeah, a typical customer journey for us that comes to work with us it is they have a lead generation problem 
then they have a lead nurture problem, then they have a sales problem, then they have an onboarding problem, and then we fix up their contracts and their pricing. But these first two, they fuel your business. And if you get them right, you can absolutely scale your gym to the moon. And in terms of like the low-hanging fruit, like three things you can do today to improve your gym, contact your leads, generate more leads, contact them faster, sell them over the phone as quickly as you can. Yeah, well, that, that, that's a huge one there, and we've spoken about this in, in depth, but that, that allows that whole uh, process of it being done quickly to really be, be possible because if you talk to someone Monday at midday and they're not available till Thursday morning to come into the gym, there's all sorts of things that can happen in that period and you know, they can lose interest, they can get sick, you know, they can change their mind, they can acquire somewhere else. So that's the beauty of the phone. They can, come across, they, can, they can come across a 30 day 30 day free challenge yeah. yeah so quick, quick you can get them quick you get them on that phone the better and the next next topic mate number three we're going to move on to text versus emails versus call what is better and if you're making 10 contacts in the first five days do them all because i know for me personally mate i am pretty lousy on email pretty great with text but if you call me like i'll answer the phone so in those first 10 contacts, there should be a combination of all three. What's your opinion on that, mate? Yeah, I, I, think, I think people respond best to texts. Um, thinking, I think emails are more of like a, it depends on the demographic. Sometimes you've got um, slightly older people that maybe like emails a bit more. Uh, but even so, like if you want to get someone's attention and capture their attention, then, then text is the, the best way to do it because notifications are on, they get it, as opposed to having to go into their Gmail or Outlook or whatever. It always makes me laugh, mate, when we're going back and forth with a, with a lead in business suite, so Facebook Messenger, and like they say, can you email me all the details or I can just send them here? Like, just yeah. No, no problems at all. And that's just a great example of some people like to go over things in email, and that's pretty rare. What I want to cover, mate, in regards to especially text and email, this is a massive one. Open rates for texts are about 98%. So if you have 100, 100 texts in your phone, probably two are unread. I have thousands and thousands and thousands of unread emails. So if you yeah. only rely on email and not text, they, they don't get read. They go to promotions. They go to the other inbox. Another reason why, why you might think your leads are shit. So like text rates are amazing in terms of the opening and emails are, are pretty terrible. That's where those subject lines do become important. But text, text and calls have always been number one for us. Yeah, and, and I think it's, I mean, email has its place. I think when you're uh, sending some more value-based marketing, when you are talking about certain, you know, health and fitness-related stuff, you're sending them information about macro accounting or about endurance training or about, you know, places to, to get protein powder, you're not going to probably send that through a text, especially if you don't know them. But no, when it comes no. to, to trying to to book them in for for a consultation, uh, you know, remind them that you know the the new challenge starts next week. Uh, reaching out to someone, you know, following up with them if they, you know, you spoke with them before. That text is always going to be your best bet with that. Outside of phone call, I mean, that's I mean, we're talking about written communication, but text is going to win every time. But for most most softwares, you, you, you can link it all up. So email just happens in the background anyway. Very, very cheap, uh, very easy to, to set up. And, and if you can do it, then why not? But text is always going to be um, the most most effective. 
So just to recap, this is before someone books in for a consultation, before someone comes into your club or books in for a phone call. Number one, contact them within the first five minutes. That can be difficult if you're running sessions. There is amazing software and automations you can have off the back that do that for you. Number two is contact them 10 times for 10 days straight or five days straight, sorry, before you come and tell me that your leads are shit. Because the truth is, guys, people are busy and your gym isn't the most important thing going on in that person's life. So you need to make the effort with them. Number three, you must do a combination of text, email, and phone number just due to people's personal preference and how they read and view, I guess, communication. At that point, mate, let's say they booked in for the phone call. Job's not finished. They booked in for a phone call. They booked in for a phone call in 48 hours. What should happen next to nurture that lead, mate? Well, we need first and foremost the, the confirmation. That's where it's a reminder, effectively, because I, I, I don't know about you, but something that I book for two days' time today, I'm very likely going to forget about it, no matter how excited or how good it sounds or, or whatever. So we have a process leading up to it, um, which reminds them of when, when the call is going to be. But even uh, the morning of or, or a few hours before, you know, that's always the, the most important one in our eyes where we say, hey, you know, just, just confirming you're still good for your 2 p.m. call today. Looking forward to chatting. I'll give you a ring then. And just- yeah, so, yeah, so someone books a call, they'll get an immediate email and text. Once again, software does that. And then we will send, we'll send someone 24 hours before two hours before and on day of that phone call, uh, I'll, we also do it manually because there is something something about that manual text message just before the phone call. Now, in those emails leading up to the call, it makes perfect sense for thanks for booking in for a call, uh, prepare to be inspired, and there's testimonial, testimonial, before and after, before and after, Google reviews, our charity events. What we're doing now is we're just warming them up for that phone call or consultation, which will then increase the show up rate, which is another massive thing I see with fitness business owners where people book out seven days in advance. There is no confirmation. They don't show up and they say, these leads are shit. Yeah, because you've got to remember too that a lot of the time if you're running paid ads uh, and or even if you're not running paid ads, if it's just something organic and then people book a call, they might not know a whole lot about you. They book a call, they're excited, they want to lose 10 kilos, they're a gym, they can help me, all right, let's do this. But they still don't know too much about like who these guys are. They might not even remember the name of your business. So that's where it's a really important period between that time and the time when the call is to send them, send them some content, send them some information about the highlights of your business, people who have seen some really great results, people who have spoken really well of your business, some of the cool things that you and your business have done, like raise money for, for local you know, charity or sponsored events or whatever it may be. And that way, it just is improving and creating some social value of, between yourself and, and the individual. So it's just, again, it's a way that we, like you said, warming up that lead because at, the only thing that we're trying to do there is increase the likelihood that they're actually going to, go through with that consultation, that phone call, that appointment, and they're going to pick up the phone or if you're doing in-person consultations, they're going to actually turn up. So everything between that phone call and that is just purely focused on that because obviously if they don't turn up to the call, they don't turn up to the consultation, then it's, it's all for nothing. Now, moving on from that, mate, sharp rates are a huge issue. Let's say that that lead doesn't book in. So now we're going to talk about long-term nurture. That lead doesn't book in. 
they don't book a phone call or they do book a phone call, they no show and then they ghost you. We also have a long-term nurture sequence because what we want to do, mate, effectively, we never want to lose a lead again. And instead of saying that lead shit, that lead's not interested, that lead's rude, that lead didn't get back to me, just maybe, just maybe it's not the right time for them. And I got this off Sales Sniper. They're, they're amazing. They have a great podcast. And so often fitness business owners get upset when leads don't get back to them or someone no-shows them. And they're like, stuff that person. They're terrible. They're rude. How dare they? And I'll ask you a question, mate. Have you no-showed an appointment? And if you say no, I don't trust you anymore. Yeah, well, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I, I am yeah, damn sure that, that I have. And I like to think I'm a pretty good person. Do you walk into JB Hi-Fi, speak to a computer rep about buying this laptop and then walk out and then buy it elsewhere? Of course. Are you a bad person? Don't think so. Neither are the leads. <laughs> when you have that feeling of towards the leads that they're bad or they don't respect you or they're a waste of time or they're no good and you ghost them or, or you don't you don't keep them in your pipeline, you're doing you a disservice because you will lose that lead. And if you truly believe your fitness business is the best in the area to serve that person, you're doing them a disservice also. So never get upset if a lead no-shows or a lead doesn't get back to you. It's just not the right time. And that's okay. What, one, one thing just on that, what, what I have noticed is people tend to take it a bit harder when they're not getting many leads and they're not booking exactly. as many appointments. Like I, I was talking with, with someone the other day who said they had um, – I'm just going to make up some numbers so if they're listening, it doesn't – don't know I'm talking about them. They had they had eight eight um, appointments or eight – they got eight leads and only only two of them showed up and, and the other six haven't gotten back to me yet. Like nothing – I mean, eight leads is fine, but for them just to be talking about those six people, they haven't gotten back to me then and they were kind of sort of having a bit of a whinge saying like, well, they haven't responded to me. Like I've reached out to them and they haven't got back. If you're generating 80 leads in a month, are, are you going to be are you going to be talking about the the six or, or the 60 that haven't gotten back to you, or are you going to be focusing on the, the 20 that that have? So I, I think it's it's more of a that exact example can be more based around volume, and I think the more leads you generate, the longer you do this, you know that it's just a game of percentages, and there's going to be a certain percentage that just don't go back to you, uh, don't get back to you for whatever reason, and like. To your point, like you said, you know, it just might not be the right time. They might be inquiring for three months down the track. They might be inquiring on behalf of their partner. They might be in inquiring for their son. Like we, we have no idea, right? So you, there, there's no reason to get all high and mighty and think, you know, fuck these people because they haven't got back to me and just take it with a grain of salt and move on. Absolutely. So let's say that they don't book in, they then enter one of our long-term sequences. Now, mate, we like to send about, this is something we actually, we actually struggle with transparently. We've been pretty lousy at it because when you generate so many leads, it's easy to lose a couple. But it's one of our big, big focuses in 2023, which is to provide every lead for value-based emails a month. So one could be about how to improve your sleep, how to drink more water, here's a smoothie, here's a healthy recipe. And then along with that, twice a month, they will also get two strong call to action texts. And the text will be the classic five guys. Hey, 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 Mitch, uh, it's Jamie from Breakthrough Active. We're looking for five people to do our fast Feb 28 day drop address size challenge. Reply yes, please, if you're interested. So we're providing those valuable emails. If they're reading them and getting value, we then have the right to hit them up with two call to actions. 
one thing that we see gym owners do too, mate, is like they don't nurture their leads and all they do is just like, join my gym, join my gym, join my gym, join my gym. You have to give them something to encourage them to engage back. Yeah, it can't, you can't always be asking. There's, there's laws of reciprocation. When if you're always asking people for something, then they're, they're going to think that that's all you care about. And that's where as a gym owner, fitness business owner, you know, any type of business owner, you, you need to be providing value out and talking with them things outside of joining. And then when you do pop the question and when it is something that is a little bit more direct and it is a little bit, is a little bit stronger, then they're going to receive that a lot, a lot better than if you just ask them the same thing every week, every fortnight, every month for, for forever. And like you said, it's something we have been focusing on more, developing a lot more content, sending out a lot more information to people, information we feel like they may be interested in. Uh, and then when we, when the time does come, we have something to offer them, more likely to, to respond and more likely to, to take us up on it because we've been providing other, other stuff for them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it just really is like if you can think about like you get a lead, and your goal is to never lose them again, and you're constantly nurturing them, sending them content, and you have a three-year lease at your gym and want to sign another three years, how many of the leads are you going to have in six years? Like it, just, it just compounds and compounds and compounds, and as that list gets bigger, your email and texts become way more effective. So, mate, I want to share, I guess, a few of our numbers last year, which I think gym owners listening should be aspiring to hit. So typically... If we generate 100 leads, 42% go on to be a paid trial, which is really high. So 100 leads, 42 of them will pay us for a 21, a 28-day or six-week challenge. Industry standards, 25. The majority of gyms I talk to are about 10, right? So 42% is what we did last year. I'm really, really proud of it. And what we did, mate, is we contacted them in the first – we have software that we use. It's amazing. We contacted them in the first five minutes. We contacted them 10 times. We tried to book the appointment as soon as possible. They didn't book in that five days. We then nurtured them for the rest of their life. And obviously, there's a lot of ink, uh, I can't say the word. There's a lot of fine details in between the time you get the lead to the long-term sequence, but they are numbers you should be aspiring to. And if you are under one in four, it's going to be very difficult to make paid, paid ads work for you. And you might have that belief that every lead shit forever. Yeah, and, and we don't have data on this, but, but a huge percent of those 42 out of the 100 would be people that we, we contacted straight away. They weren't people that ended up in the sequence three, four, five, six weeks oh, later. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's, that's uh, 95 plus percent, right? So yeah. it's a huge. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say even higher. Like, like it is literally like it's not even like the five-day sequence. Typically it is in like if you send that first text or call in that first five minutes, they will respond to you. And even that number, we should start tracking that number, by the way, is it would be astronomical. Yeah. And my, well, the other thing too is it's really like when I, when I look at our gyms, I'm not there much anymore, but when I go in there and I see a person and I remember when they opted in, how fast we responded, I remember that first phone call or that first consultation. They're there two years later at a trivia event. just makes me really, really happy inside because I know by, do. doing a good, by doing a good job, and getting them into our program when they opted in, like we've changed their life. And you look around, they've made friends, they're going out for breakfast. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. We, we, we spend a lot of time looking at spreadsheets and talking about strategy and talking about these numbers, but I think it's important from time to time to take a step back and, and humanise it, like you just said. 
and know that, oh, yeah, that that person, that Rebecca, that Jamie was talking about earlier, who we converted in 34 minutes, you know, they've also been a member for, for 15 months and have lost, you know, seven or eight kilos. They've made lots of friends. They can deadlift twice the weight of which they started. They come to our Christmas parties and they, they have a whole network of people now that they consider their, their friends and their community. So that's humanizing and showing that what, what we're doing, it's not just the sake for the sake of converting that lead or, or getting back to them or whatever. Like it, it, it's 20 steps along in that process, which brings them to this point now where they've been working out regularly for, for 15 months and it wouldn't, wouldn't have been happening if we didn't get back to them straight away. So just knowing, and that's truly what believing in the process is, knowing that what you're doing is serving and solving a greater problem and serving the purpose that, that you want that you want in your business. One controversial thing, mate, in the lead nurture world, especially the coaching world, is can you contact your leads too many times? Our rule is about 10 times, a, 10 time, 10 times in five days. And I read a great quote once. It was like, if you don't get told to piss off every now and again, you're not contacting your leads fast enough. And I can count on one hand generating thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of leads of how many times someone said, hey, can you please stop messaging me? However, yeah. I can count on multiple, 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 multiple hands of how many members have joined on that fifth day after contacting them 50 times. Yeah. I, I, I think if you were to message them twice a day for forever, that might be too much. That might be borderline harassment. But when, when you do it for the first week or the first two weeks, I think that's fair game. And then as long as it does start to drop off, obviously, as because after it, it only gets it gets the point of diminishing returns, right? You're not going to keep at that volume, but especially the the first first week, the, the first week and a half, uh, I, I think that that's prime time for you for you to hit them hit them daily, and then it can start to simmer off a little bit from there. And it's not something people are going to remember if they don't want to get your messages. They'll unsubscribe or that they'll tell you you know politely or, or unpolitely that they want out. But I, I don't think it's it's something that you need to be ashamed of that you, you're trying to, to help people as long as you're doing it in a scrupulous way and, and you're not doing it at, at the point of um, at the point of feeling like you're harassing them and I think that's probably about after that two week mark that you want that to simmer off a bit. And here's a real bonus tip: clients in our in our program have this that first five to seven seven day sequence can actually make sense. Like, hey, thank you for opting in on our 28-day program. Uh, are you free this morning or this afternoon? They don't reply. You hit them again. Day three, hey, Mitch, just, just letting you know we've got we've got five spots left. If you're still interested, I'd love to secure a spot and run you through our goals. Day day three, hey, Mitch, there's two spots left. Last chance. Day five, hey, Mitch, just so you know, just so you know, I'm pretty annoying, lol, but my perseverance helps keep our members accountable, which is what they really need. If you're open to having a chat, please let me know. If not, that's okay too. And give them a big, fat, smiley face. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think it's different if you're sending them the exact same message every day or you're just saying, hey, you want to join, hey, you want to come down, hey, you want to call. But uh, there's obviously a, a way to, to word that and be a little bit more diplomatic, which is what we do and, and find that that makes a huge difference. And I, I didn't – yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I think that's a really, really good place to wrap it up, mate. Anything, anything else? No, I, I just think it's it's been it's been something that we've always put in a high priority on, uh, and feeling like it's something we are always improving. But even back to to the good old days when when we'd get all our leads through Facebook and we'd be working in Messenger and we'd end up with sore thumbs from 
messaging them so much, but always always had it at the top of our priority list is getting back to leads, leads quickly. Um, and that was before the days of software. Now I'm fortunate enough to have software available that we use and and uh, yeah. that makes life a hell of a lot easier. Remember we used to have a rule, like we wouldn't do anything else if there was a message unreplied to. And I think that's a great rule you should have in your business. Like we would not be making this podcast unless I had our team check out inboxes first and make sure they were clean, especially if it was someone saying, hey, can I get a copy of your timetable? Nothing more important than that. Guys, let's wrap it up there. Yeah, I was just going to say, especially if you're trying to grow your business, like if you're in that position where you are wanting to double your membership base, getting 20, 30, 40 more members, like it should be your, your top priority. Awesome, guys. Well, we do appreciate your time. We appreciate your attention. It's a very valuable commodity. Have a lovely, lovely day. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.